you are welcome here. And here is the Center for Spiritual Living, Midtown Atlanta. Although right now we're broadcasting strictly on the internet, but beginning in January, we'll come back together in person. Right now, I want to welcome you to this broadcast and to this opportunity to know something better for yourself, know something better about your world, and perhaps find some ideas that can apply to bringing about a greater life and a greater freedom for you. We are a community of people who are committed to living the science of mind, to living spiritual laws and spiritual principles. And we do this through teaching, through serving, through supporting one another as we go and as we grow. You are welcome because we know who you are. Yeah, we do. You may be sitting there at home alone in front of your TV or your computer, but we know who you are. Because you are an expression of the divine. The divine has shown up in everything that exists and is. It shows up in you, as you, and through you. Therefore, we know who you are. We know you are an expression of the divine. So we can say without hesitation that we honor you and we support you. And we want to be available to you in any way that we can to provide support, to provide greater freedom, to provide good ideas as you go forward in your journey. We do that respectfully. We do that with love. So welcome. I'm glad you're with us. We often say as we begin that such is the nature of life, that all it asks and all it wants is the opportunity to appear. You're that opportunity, and that's how we know who you are. So it is. So today, to tell you a little more about who we are and what we believe and what we teach, listen now to our Declaration of Principles. I believe. I believe. I believe in one God. One absolute power and first cause to all things. I believe that this power is perfect love. And creates out of a desire to express love. I believe all thought is creative and how I choose to think creates my personal experience. I believe in the unity of all life. And the immortality of the individual soul. Forever unfolding. I believe. I believe. I believe in the eternal goodness. The eternal goodness of God. The eternal loving kindness. And the eternal givingness of God to all. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. So if you want to, to read or hear or see that full uh list of what we believe. It's on our website, cslmidtown.org. Right now, we're going to hear from a guest practitioner. A practitioner is someone who has studied the principles of this teaching, who has learned to put it to work in their, in their lives and also in the lives of others. They've shown this. They've demonstrated, with, demonstrated it with great success, which is why we give them a license. That license comes from our international organization, Centers for Spiritual Living. Our guest practitioner today is someone who has been in this teaching as a practitioner. Well, she's been in this teaching for a long time, but as a practitioner since 2014. She currently serves as a practitioner um, at, with the, the Center for Heart in Santa Barbara, one of our CSL centers. 
She is an outreach practitioner because she recently moved, get this, from California to Kentucky. You can talk to her later on Zoom about what brought that about. <laughs> I can tell you that because Lava is a certified coach. She's a professional sound healer. She's a meditation facilitator and also a speaker. She is host to a, a gathering online called Spruced Up Saturdays. And it's an inspirational week for weekly decluttering support group. I don't know about, I, I can use that anytime. And it promotes personal balance and order through spiritual practice. So without me talking any longer, I want to introduce, happily to introduce you to Lava Bai. <laughs> thank you, Dr. Bob Dean. I, I truly appreciate it. And thank you, Midtown Center for Spiritual Living, for receiving me today. I have to tell you, this is a perfect topic for me. And it's there's no coincidence here. The monthly theme is about community and longing to belong is today's topic. So when I was given an option of, of the different topics, I picked this one, not even knowing how it would unfold. And I, I really want to share with you just the divine synchronicity that has happened. As Dr. Bob mentioned, I recently moved from California to Kentucky, and I also didn't know anybody in Kentucky. I lived in this type of climate before, although not with the extreme winds, but, but the four seasons I was I am familiar with. However, once summer was over and the leaves started to fall and things got colder and I became more isolated than I already was because, because of COVID, I started having that personal feeling of longing to belong to something. So thank God for Zoom, but I really wanted to connect with something. And I started going back into my head of when I was a little girl of not fitting in for whatever reason. I'm sure we can all remember a, a time in life where we felt like we didn't fit in. We didn't belong. This delusion of separation, whether we're too short or too tall, too light or too dark, too big, too small, too city, too country, with all these tutus, it's no wonder our culture is in a perpetual dance of division. But thank goodness for Ernest Holmes and this wonderful book, Living the Science of Mind. In the chapter, Getting Along with People, he touches on how we can better connect with others and with ourselves. So I'll quote, he says, we can not be born again physically, nor can we return to the days of our infancy, but we must be born again of the spirit. And in this new birth, we come through with a new outlook on life, a new way of thinking, a new way and a new sense of our environment to the people around us and to the relationship that we have personally with God. How appropriate is that message for this season for the birth of Christ? And as we celebrate Jesus, the master teacher that Ernest Holmes years ago wrote about the power of rebirth. So I want to be able to encourage everyone to just even ponder on that. In our God connection, we can maintain a simple affirmation. 
Wherever I go, I belong. Wherever I go, I belong. I want to share with you a couple of examples of where I felt as though I didn't belong. And one of them was with a church. I won't say the name. But if you're a guest there, they give you a purple flower. So everyone knows that you're a guest. And so, you know, there's more than a few hundred people at this particular church. And you're walking around with this big purple flower. So everybody knows that you are a guest. And so this is my first day at this church. Not one person came over to me to say, welcome. Hello. My name is none of that. Now, I did bathe that day. And I had on fresh, clean clothes and I had my deodorant on. So I'm not sure what that was all about. But what I do think it might have also been was that there were a lot of people there that had the longing to belong. So they were connecting with others that they were familiar with. They were having their own personal experience of belonging to the point that they weren't thinking about the person with the purple flower who was supposed to be identified as someone to welcome. Then there was another church that was having a big affair and I didn't know anybody. I was completely new to the entire community. And once again, I had bathed (laughs) and I had my cologne and everything on, but I didn't have on too much, the whole bit. And I had on something that identified that I was a new and, and an outsider, if you will. And afterwards, when they had the reception, not one person, not one person came over to greet me. Now, you can imagine how hurtful that is, especially when you know you're the outsider. But it also just made me not want to ever go back there again. I'm saying this to you to not only emphasize how it feels when you feel like you don't belong, but also to let you know that I had the complete opposite experience with Midtown Center for Spiritual Living, both when I was blessed enough to take that mystic class with Dr. Bob, and then when I came last week. I felt so welcome. I felt like I was just a warm cup of tea on a cool fall day. I felt loved and welcomed and appreciated. And that was what was going on center pretty much with every individual that was on the Zoom afterwards. And in that class that I uh, I took, I, I really was astounded because I've never had that experience. So um, we're, we're actually with any church that was that welcoming. And that was really wonderful, particularly on a Zoom situation, because a lot of times when there's a camera, people will just sit and watch and let one person speak and they just watch that didn't happen at Midtown. And I think that might have a little bit to do with that fantastic leader that you have, that amazing and incomparable Dr. Bob Dean, but that's just my personal experience, but I don't think I'm wrong about that. Anyway, uh, there's another story I want to share with you, but I want to remind you, if you don't already know about a scripture in the Bible, Luke 11, 9 and Matthew 7, 7. So I say unto you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receive. And the one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Yesterday, 
just yesterday, I woke up way too early and um, for some reason I wanted pancakes or waffles. This is not, that is not me. That I, I just like usually bagel and toast or tea or something like that. But I don't know why I wanted pancakes and waffles. And I said, you know what? COVID or no COVID, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to go to one of these waffle houses. And then I looked out and it was raining. See, I was being tested. I was being tested. How much do you really want to belong? Are you willing to go out in the cold, in the rain, in the almost dark, on the freeway that you know you're afraid, the highway, the country highway that you know you're afraid of? And I just said, doggone it, I'm going to go. And so I went to a place called the Huddle House. And they had tinted windows, so I thought that it was closed. But I looked and I noticed that people were going in. So I'm turning around and there's a guy in a white truck behind me. And I'm thinking, he must think I'm absolutely nuts because I couldn't decide where to park. So I finally found the parking spot. And I go inside. And keep in mind, it was raining. And three of the ladies that were behind the counter, good morning, welcome. And I asked if it was okay to to sit at the booth instead of the counter. And absolutely, absolutely. So I ordered my food and, and I, I decided, okay, I know it's early. I hope everybody's eating. I decided to have a biscuit with some gravy and an omelet, a vegetarian omelet, but then they had tri-tips. I'm like, well, I want to put that. I've never had that before. So I had them mix it all together and it was delicious. So delicious. I really wanted to scarf it down, but I was eating very slow very slowly. And there was no newspaper. So I had my cell phone out and I was just kind of looking at Facebook so that I looked like I was doing something, taking slow bites. And at the end of that meal, a gentleman came over and he said, excuse me, ma'am, I noticed that you had California tags on your car. And I said, yes. And I'm thinking, what did I do? He said, where are, you, where are you from in California? And I said, well, I just recently moved here from the Los Angeles area. Prior to that, I was in Pasadena. And he said, oh, I moved here from Glendale, California. Now, for those of you who don't know, Glendale is in the middle of the north end of Los Angeles and the south end of Pasadena. So he was right there in the middle. And he said, but my parents live in Santa Barbara. I grew up in Santa Barbara. And as Dr. Bob Dean said, that's where I am a practitioner still with the Centers for Center of the Heart in Santa Barbara, California. What are the odds? What of all the places in the entire world he could have mentioned, he actually lived in Santa Barbara. And so I knew that my colleagues in Santa Barbara were going to be so excited and inspired to hear that. But the beautiful thing was I left out really feeling kind of lonely and like I didn't connect with anybody or anything. I faced my fear, the rain, the country highway, and COVID, and I went into the restaurant, and a man comes to me, and it turns out he was the guy in the truck that was waiting for me to decide where I was going to park, and he comes to me, introduces himself, and he's literally from the place that I had just come from. This is divine synchronicity. So it is, seek and ye shall find. And the door was open for me to get past my fears. Because at the end of the day, we are all one. If we just give an opportunity for community 
to be different than what we are accustomed to even. And I have to share with you because today when we were in soundcheck, Diego, who's our technician behind the scenes, who obviously does such a wonderful job. Diego, can you share the screen and show them what your mug says? We are all one. And in the reading that I was going to share with you, Ernest Holmes, we are all one in this universal spirit, which is God. If you want sunshine, step out into the sunshine. This is what Ernest Holmes is saying. We are all one. Know that God is everyone. Meet the God in others and see what happens. So I want to encourage all of you to just rain or shine. Go out and find your sunshine. Be the light in the room that is the light of God within you and continue to shine so that you no longer have the longing to belong, but you are fully embraced and inspired by and with community. And so it is. Be the light. That's easy because you already are. So you just have to be what you are. And thank you for that. Thank you, Lava. That was wonderful. I really appreciated what you shared and especially your story about connecting because that sets up the whole rest of today and the rest of the talk. So I have a question for you, all of you, not Lava, but everybody. And that is, who are your people? You know, when I was growing up, if you, you identified who you were, somebody asked, who are you? It wasn't just who are you? They wanted to know who are your people? So I was Bobby, son of Jack, and people knew me as that for a long time, or or Charlie Wilder's grandson, or Georgia Wilder's grandson, or Dottie's grand, or all these kinds of connections that wasn't just enough to say your name. People wanted to know what you were connected with. What's your connection in the community? Who's your family? And and a lot of times there was a lot of immediate judgment made about who your family is. You know that. If you grew up in the South, you know that. And I suspect this happens in other parts of, of the world as well, not just down here. But, but it was certainly a big and strong part of identity, was identifying who we are part of. Who do we belong to? What is our group? What is our connection? Longing to belong. I always thought once I left home that that difficulty I had with leaving and with feeling so uh, like a fish out of water for a while was just because our family and, and all of those folks were so tight knit. And even though for most of my life, I didn't really quite feel like I belonged there, leaving it, the pull was intense. And for a long time, I didn't realize that it wasn't them doing it. For a long time, I thought they're just dragging me back, trying to, even though nobody said a word to me. It was all happening up here. So these pulls that we feel, this longing to belong, is a pull towards something because it is innate in us. It is our nature to be part of something bigger than we are. We're born in relationship. We're born from relationship. We're born out of this eons of, of birth after birth, generation after generation that stands under, that you stand upon, that stands behind you. I mean, think about all of the mothers before you, all of the fathers who brought the mothers 
came together and brought the beings into existence. That didn't stop because you were born. You just still have all of that connection. It's in your DNA even. It's in your structural makeup of your body. So there's this whole sense of pull toward that longing, that longing to belong, that wanting to belong. You know, and as we grow and as we change, we find different places where we belong and some places where we don't. And sometimes that longing is satisfied. And and my experience has been that it's satisfied for a while in any kind of external physical group. Whether it's it's a it's a religious group or a spiritual group, or if it's a group of uh, a political group or a town I live in. The first time I got off a plane flew in flying into California, when my feet hit the ground, I went, Oh my God, I belong here. This is my place. And it was for a while. And then it wasn't anymore. And so I headed off to somewhere else I belonged and somewhere else I belonged. And and so it, what what that affirmation that, that uh, Lobby pointed to is so true. And that is that we really belong wherever we are. But we have to find that within us. We have to find that within us, not in the place. Not in the outside. So who is your family? Who do you belong to? Who are your people? Well, we here at the Center for Spiritual Living Midtown, tell you who we are. You know, we're a group of people, a community of people, as Lava so beautifully shared, who really care for each other and love and support each other and are wide open to loving and caring and supporting others as they come and participate with us. We are supporting and loving, <laughs> and sometimes challenging to one another, because we're moving towards becoming the greatest expression of our true selves that we want, that we can be, and that we want to be. And sometimes that takes reminding and takes a little challenge here and there. See, we do this by teaching spiritual tools, by teaching this philosophy, this perpetual philosophy of oneness. That, you know, it's interesting over the eons of history, from the very earliest recorded history, there has been a teaching of oneness. And then it sort of goes underground for a while as the duality teachings take over. But it pops back up somewhere different, somewhere else. So it's always here. The oneness teaching is never lost. It's always here and it's always moving through us, for us, as us. And so it is our it is that reality and that truth that our community is all about. And and what one of the things we are really one of our highest values is that we respect and honor each other as we are each on this path and our own various paths. And they're all characterized by freedom, joy, and love. So 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 if any of that appeals to you, consider joining up with us, considering showing up. I'm not trying to get you to join something so we can take your money. I'm trying to get you to join in to a community that can support you and love you and where you may be able to find that sense of belonging, where that longing may get helped, may get answered, may get fed for a short time or maybe for a long time. 
Some people say, so, so who are you really? Well, read our statements. You, you, I've already offered that. We are a part of the larger group of new thought. And we are a specific part of that group that is all about teaching um, oneness through the teachings of Ernest Holmes, through what we call the science of mind and or religious science. It gets called by both names or by each name. So the exciting part of that is that we, we take kind of more narrowed, specific part of this whole New Thought teaching. New Thought is confusing to some people because it's, it can be many different things. Many different groups fall under this umbrella. As a side back in a center where I will not, that I will not name, the, the county sheriff came in and started looking around our building and... Um, brought a couple of deputies with him and they were snooping around in the different corners. And so I came out of my office and downstairs and said, what are you doing? Why are you here? Can I help you? Well, we heard this was a new thought center. Not new thought, nude thought. Obviously we straightened him out on that right away because that ain't what we're about at all. We are a center that's about newness, new thinking, new ways of being, new ways of knowing. So here's an important idea. It's a spiritual idea and it's part of this oneness teaching. And that is that this urge to connect, or as some call it, the urge to merge, is a part of your very nature. But, but where it gets misunderstood is in that it's an urge to give the connection, not to get the connection. You see, it's not like we we have this part of us that's missing and the only way to find it or fill it up or, or become a whole person is to find that connection out there and bring it to us because we're missing some parts. Instead, it's the other way around. That desire to connect, that connection is already within you. And what we're just looking for as we walk through life is a place to Put it, a place to give it. See, we connect where we choose to connect, where we decide to connect. Our world tells us that we're separate. Therefore, there's got to be something that's got to happen to connect us. New thought teachings, oneness teachings, remind us that, our, that that's just not so. Science tells us it's not so. You breathe in air and you breathe out air and you breathe in oxygen and you breathe out carbon dioxide and you are in oneness with the plants around you, with the whole biosphere around you. You let go of cells and parts of your body you no longer need and they float out into the air and, and, and a man across the world or a woman across the world of any race, shape or color will, can breathe that in and use it in their own bodies. And they don't do that consciously. That's all done by the subjective subconscious mind, but it works. And your own mind will tell you that you're not alone, that you're not separate. Think about it. If you, if you get still, well, easier, in front of the TV. Have you, ever, have you ever watched a commercial, especially this time of year, and you just find yourself tearing up because someone has done something really heartfelt and wonderful to somebody else? And you, even though you may know in the back of your mind what they're really trying to do is trick you into 
buying something you may or may not want. But it doesn't matter because you feel that connection. You feel that oneness with those people who are two-dimensional on the screen, who are actors even, not even expressing their own real truth. But you still feel the oneness in that because those ideas are universal. Those feelings are universal. That that sense of love and compassion and caring is universal. And you feel the connection with it. Not because you're missing it, but because it's alive in you. It's alive and well in you. That's beautiful. And then you find the place to put it. You find communities. You find causes. You find groups. Well, here's the thing. We always talk about tools and we and this center is all about teaching. We're all about providing tools for greater living. So let me offer you some tools for connection. First thing, the most important thing with connection is you got to show up. If you want to connect with something, you got to show up. And that sounds obvious. And it is in some ways. And yet I know that when I was first dealing with my own personal personal self in a way of really getting truthful with who and what I am and was coming out as a gay man. And this is a long time ago. I walked back and forth past the entrance to a, to a place where I knew there were going to be a support group for people like me who were just trying to figure out who in the heck we were and, and if this was really our reality or not. And I walked by it. I went over many times to attend um, a support group meeting there without going in. Couldn't do it. Well, once I finally sat down in a seat and I was sitting there and the person next to me said, can I get you a cup of coffee? I, I burst into tears because it was a, a welcoming and a connecting that I was so hungry to do and to give and that person provided me the opportunity to say, yes, I am connected with you by accepting your offer. I'm receiving and in receiving, I'm giving you the chance to give. And when I'm giving, I'm giving you the chance to receive. And it just broke my life open. So show up. Second thing is keep breathing. You may show up at some places that are really scary that you really think are yours. I showed up at one place for, for a support group in my early days of that same ex exploration. In way back, way up in Detroit, I was there on a convention and I went and found this thing out in the middle of what turned out to be a very rough, rough, rough neighborhood. And um, it didn't happen. It wasn't meeting. But I didn't care. I was going to show up regardless because I was ready to give that connection to that group. It turned out I came out of there and I was was approached by a group of teenage boys who were acting pretty rough and tough. And, and something about it, though, made me, I didn't feel afraid. I just felt confident that I was safe and supported. And so I started joking with them. They started threatening me. Give us your wallet. You don't want my wallet. I've got nothing in it. I'm poor. And back and forth we went until finally one of them started to laugh. And then we all had a big laugh and they said, you know what? We're going to stay here with you till the bus comes because you got no business out here in this neighborhood by yourself. And they did. And we chatted and we talked and they were all between 13 and 16 and there were enough of them. They could have done some harm if that had been their decision. But instead we connected. 
So I got on the bus and went my way. Hmm. So keep breathing when you show up and express, say something, reach out to someone, show up. And then find a platform of agreement. First time I walked into a science and mind center here in Atlanta, was the first time I went into any of them. And I, um, when I sat there and listened, I was at the time working on a doctorate and, and I was thinking, you know, I've been reaching for this something behind all of the stories. There's a, there's a, some kind of philosophy, some kind of truth behind the stories, behind the stories of Jesus, behind the stories of Buddha, behind the stories that we hear and so much of it, so many of it this holiday season. There was something there and I knew it and I couldn't put my finger on it. And I walked into a religious science church and said, there it is. Holy Moses, it's been right here all along. And I found it and I made the choice to keep breathing and stay there. Now I came in late and exited early every week for, for a while until I finally got really comfortable being there and finally said something to someone. And at that point, began to really feel part of the whole thing. And it was a rich and powerful and beautiful experience. There's some spiritual practices with this as well. Meditation is one. If you're a meditator, you already know that when you get into that real deep meditative space, you are no longer within the boundaries of your body. You are connected with the energy of the one, the energy of the all that's all around you, the consciousness of the all. You feel it, you know it, you think it. Affirmations and prayer. That was a beautiful example that uh, Lava gave of, of affirmative prayer that has an answer that shows up immediately when you take the steps to bring it about. Lava did her connection when she went to the huddle house. She had stayed home thinking about how much she wanted to connect and never happened. Well, it might have. It might have been some other ways, but we won't go there. But what it amounts to is that she went and she took her part. She offered her connection. She affirmed that I'm safe and I'm okay to do this. So we teach spiritual mind treatment, which is a way of affirming and bringing ideas together in a way that convinces ourselves, ourselves of the truth of what we desire, that we not only deserve it, but it is ours by right of consciousness. And it happens and it works and people have all sorts of demonstrations. And, and that's how and how and where we go forward with this. The other spiritual practices are, are recognizing this perpetual philosophy that keeps showing up and showing up. Demonstrations that bring forth and come forth. Ernest Holmes has a quote. You can't do a talk without an Ernest Holmes quote. What would happen if we could convert the energy of fear into faith? The energy of doubt and uncertainty into a feeling of belonging in the, to the universe and being safe in the universe. Wow, that was one of the great gifts of this teaching when I first came into it because the world was not a safe place to me. And first through the 12 steps and then this teaching, the world became a safe place. The universe became a safe place. That's how I could, that's how I could talk to those 13 to 14. 16 year olds on a dark street in Detroit and feel okay. Hmm. He goes on to say, feeling a belonging to the universe and being safe in it. 
Would not the original artist itself, God itself, go forth into this new creation through us? And that is what's happening, and that is what will continue to happen as we get safe and feel our connection and recognize by reaching out and connecting to the universe and to the people in it, certain people, peoples and groups where we feel safe and where it demonstrates our safety in the universe. Then we begin to know and experience and see it beginning to spread and happen throughout the world and throughout life. We move from possibility to reality. The possibility of a connection goes into becoming the reality of a connection. Again, we saw that in Lama's story. If you want to see another story of it, watch the movie again from 2006 of The Last Holiday. That wasn't written by religious scientists as far as I know, but it might as well have been. So if you want a refresher on how you demonstrate and manifest, she had a possibility book and transformed it into a reality book. So the beloved community, the community that we're talking about, the community right here that we are inviting you to participate in, and you already are just by listening. You've chosen to connect by being part of this broadcast, by being part of listening and hearing. And I'm inviting you to continue that connection as it continues to enlighten and then lift you up towards the greater life that you believe, that you desire, and that you want to experience. I'd like to share in closing our the poem that we show a part of at the beginning of our talk, at the beginning of our, I'm sorry, our, our whole session here, that says this, and we speak it to everyone who's here, who's ever been here, and it is coming from the universal infinite itself. Peace be unto you, stranger. Enter and don't be afraid. I have left the gate open, <laughs> and thou art welcome in my home. You're in my home right now. There's room in my house for you all. I have swept the hearth and lit the fire, and the room is warm and cheerful, and you will find comfort and rest within. The table is laid, and the fruits of life are spread before you. The wine is here also. It sparkles in the light. I have set a chair for you where the sunbeams dance through the shade, where you can have it all, sun and shade. Sit and rest and refresh your soul. Eat the fruit, drink the wine. All, I mean all, is yours. And you are welcome. So says the word of light and life to you. You are welcome to this life at this time. I'm so glad you're here. Because you're wonderful, and so am I, and so it is. Thank you. Now let's hear from Vance. All right. Thanks, Dr. Bob, for that wonderful talk. Inviting people into your home, being home, what all that means, the safety. <clears throat> so we have the opportunity to give in this wonderful time of year, this holiday season where uh, there's lots of things going on. So. In that opportunity, if you would say with me our affirmation of prosperity, and you can donate at www.cslmidtown.org donate, or click on the QR code and it will take you right there. I live in a universe of abundance. As I freely and joyfully give, I join in the divine flow. And all that I share with life returns to me multiplied abundantly. 
And so it is. Now back to Dr. Bob for some announcements. And so it is. So as we are in the holiday season and there's lots of busyness, you know, the whole holiday season is about connecting. It's about belonging. We, we belong to these grand stories of celebration. We belong to these big stories of life and light. Be they Christian, be they Buddhist, be they... Actually, this Friday is one of the Buddhist holidays where they celebrate the, the, the idea of oneness, the idea of individuality as part of the one. There's so much going on right now. So we're not doing a lot of activities here at the center. What we are doing is we're continuing our Sunday talks we will also be uh, meeting on Tuesdays at noon for anyone who wants a, a boost. We call it spiritual empowerment because what empowers us spiritually is getting clear about the truth for us and then doing affirmative prayer or spiritual mind treatment, which we do together every Tuesday at noon. So I invite you to join us for that. It's at the same place as the Zoom meeting for this meeting. You'll find it also on our website, cslmidtown.org. And then um, that's kind of it for announcements. We will continue this way. On Christmas Day, we will have a, have a service. It will be pre-recorded. You'll get to watch it at your leisure at any time. And the same on New Year's Day. And then on the 8th of June, we'll be back together in person at the Recreation Center, the, the Garden Hills Rec Center, in just north of Midtown at the bottom end of Buckhead. So... Join us, plan on it. It's a beautiful space. We look forward to seeing you. Here's our closing. Join me, if you will, in the reading of our affirmation of life. I leave this place now knowing something better than I knew before. I go forth into the world with a heart full of love and a mind full of good sense. I look at the world in a greater way, knowing that I have within me everything I need to create the life I desire. I give thanks for this understanding. I am grateful for the spirit of life that lives through me. And so it is. See you next time.